So this election certainly is a change election for Ontario. We've had 15 years of Liberal government, and they are widely unpopular, especially the Premier, Kathleen Wynne. And so it, at the start of the campaign, it really seemed like it was a, it was a, the race for second place. Would it be the Liberals or would it be the New Democrat Party? But as the race has progressed, if we believe the polls, which is a whole other topic, uh, it looks like it's now a neck-and-neck race with the NDP and the Conservative Party. And so why is Kathleen Wynne so unpopular? Well, I think there is a bit of voter fatigue on the part um, of people with respect to the Liberals in general. There were numerous scandals that had happened over the last 15 years. There was a gas plant scandal, which cost the taxpayers a billion dollars. Um, there's, you know, been the burning of files or the shredding of files. Uh, a lot of that didn't happen on her watch, but she certainly defended um, the actions of her predecessor, Dalton McGuinty. Um, and they also put in some pretty uh, unpopular things. So our hydro rates... Uh, skyrocketed over the last 15 years because they switched to switched from coal energy to a lot of green energy initiatives and those were highly subsidized um, they also to their credit put a lot of investment in the in the grid but you know uh, electricity rates nonetheless have gone up and things have just become more and more un- unaffordable for a lot of Ontarians so even though we see an uptick in the economy since 2008 for example as I think most regi- most areas have um, it's uneven across Across the province, so certainly, you know, the, the the Toronto area seems to be doing fine, but northern regions or even southwestern Ontario, where we are, um, haven't had the same kind of recovery. And so, the there is a, a real mismatch in terms of unemployment rates and and just the cost of living across the province. And so, um, a lot of this is put on the, the the feet of the government. You know, why couldn't they have done a better job? Give me a, a brief layout of who the leaders of the party are for for each of the parties that are um, in contention. So the premier is Kathleen Wynne, um, and she's the leader of the Liberal Party. She's been in power for five years. by all accounts, very competent. She did very well in the debates. I mean, she is an, um, a, a great campaigner, and she, I think she had some great lines out of her campaign saying, you know, I'm sorry that you don't like me, but I'm not sorry about our policies. And so she laid out why they had to do what they did. But nonetheless, um, she's very unpopular to the extent to which that local candidates have asked her not to come to help um, win the election. They think they can do better on their own name rather than her. So she's got, she's really wearing any of the problems that the party has faced. Um, the NDP leader is Andrea Horvath, and she's run a few campaigns. She's been in power, she's been uh, the leader, I think, for over eight years. So she's done this a few times, and she still doesn't seem to resonate with the public until this election. So people um, are thinking about change, and they think, well, maybe we'll go with the New Democrats. And it's interesting with the Liberals and the New Democrats, they have very similar policies. So they're, they're both very much in favor of um, increasing the minimum wage up to $15, uh, redistributing the wealth, uh, running deficits and not planning to go to balanced budget, um, introducing uh, farmer care, introducing um, uh, very low expensive daycare. So very expensive governmental things. And they're saying, you know, the way we're going to pay this is ask the rich to pay some more and ask corporations to pay more. So they, they are camp- the NDP in particular is campaigning on higher taxes. And so in contrast, you have the Progressive Conservative Party led by Doug Ford. And there's hours and hours of, of tape that we can do on the Progressive Conservatives. I mean, this is a party that up until February had a completely different leader uh, who was going to lead them into the election. They had a fully costed platform. They were ready. They were basically the government in waiting. Um, Patrick Brown was accused of sexual misconduct by two women in February. 
there was this, he had to resign, then there was a leadership race, uh, then he came back to the leadership race, then he resigned again. Um, so that's, that's its own little drama. But nonetheless, Doug Ford eked out a victory, a very narrow victory. He's now the leader of the Progressive Conservatives, and, and people might remember the name because he is the brother of the deceased Rob Ford, the former mayor of Toronto. So Doug Ford was his uh, most avid supporter, uh, defender, and so he is highly associated with Rob Ford. And so oftentimes people will, even today, mistake the two names and will interchange them just because we're so used to saying Rob Ford. I guess for folks in Metro Detroit who are not following this election closely or or maybe at all, tell me a little bit about how the process works because folks are are voting for a party, they're voting for a leader, but not directly like what happens in, in Michigan in the gubernatorial election. Right. So how it works is we have a parliamentary system. So if you're familiar with the British system, that's effectively what we have. We, very similar to the United States, though, we have a first-past-the-post system. Uh, but we, unlike the U.S., don't really have just a two-party system. We have three or more parties. And so um, oftentimes people win elections without having the majority of, this, of the votes. They have a plurality. So as long as whoever gets the most votes first, they're the winner. Um, we only the only thing we vote for in our elections, uh, provincial or federal, is um, the candidates running in that riding, and they all run under a party banner. So you you could say, well, I'm voting for the NDP, or I'm voting for the person, but it's just that one vote. So the person's name is attached, and um, the winner of the government is the party which receives the most seats in the House, in the legislature. So if, um, and for, for this legislature, I believe majority is at 62 or 63. So as long as you get 62 candidates winning, then you will form government. Anything less than that, um, you're either opposition or there's a minority government, depending on how the math works. So with that system, how much of an impact does the leader of the party actually have? Well, we are still in Canada leader-driven for our campaigns. The media tend to follow the leaders. Local races don't get as much attention. There's, you know, obviously the newspapers and local radio will cover them, but um, the focus tends to be on the leader, and and so there is a, a strong emphasis on who's going to be running the party. 